Who thought counting could be cool? Here we go. Join Andrew Wolf and Brad Thalman. Our mission, make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! We're back. Uh, it's another Friday, and I'm back with an amazing guest. Invisible uh, Man. Man. <laughs> the Invisible Man. Um, no, no, we're, we're talking. Uh, uh, Seth David, if you're out there. Hey, yeah. how's it going, man? You got you got somewhere to be. But seriously, we um, um, Seth is um, unavailable right now. Um, we're not entirely clear on on why, but you know, you know, Seth, he's a he's a class act. He would never um, stand anyone up. So if something something's up, Seth, we're thinking of you. We'll can reschedule and do this again. Or if you happen to be going, oh shit, I'm supposed to be there. Log in and we'll hang out. That's cool. Um, you might be sleeping, but you're on the West Coast. We did have that happen once, Andrew. Remember that one with with Mr. Jeff Cates? Yeah, I do. You had to wake him one. up. <laughs> so you never know. But you know, um, we've managed in the past to find things to talk about, just letting it, you know, kind of go in with the flow. So. Uh, yeah, the, the hard part is shutting us up, not keeping us talking. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what, Andrew? What's really great is that you're you're really good at keeping us to an hour, yeah. right? <laughs> Staying on that hour. So no matter what kind of bullshit we talk about, um, I promise no politics. Uh, no politics, okay? It's politics-free zone tonight. Yeah. Um, but it's but cool. yeah. We got, we got some people logging in from around the world. We got people out in Louisiana. Uh, Donna looks like she's going to have to head into a restaurant, so she won't be able to, to to join us until she's done her meal, but hopefully she can come join us in the after show. Which, um, Donna, we have so many. Yeah, Donna Crawley. Um, but it's, you know, it's been a big week for you, hasn't it, Brad? You, you hit a pretty major <laughs> milestone. Well, you know, everyone knows I'm on this weight loss journey and, you know, you really do need to set goals for yourself. Like if anyone wants to know the secret sauce, you really have to be accountable and we're accountants. So we love our numbers. Right. So I, I spun the math and looked at, you know, I kind of projected a long time ago, here's where I need to be in order to be satisfied. This is my, you know, Part they call, yeah, it's, well, it's, you know, the metric and it made sense from science because, you know, everyone has this, this, desirable sort of you know the the vast or what do they call it bmi um body mass index isn't that what it stands for but anyways it's just a guide right it's just a number but one thing i learned about this journey is the numbers do make sense from you sort of look at yourself on these scales and think yeah i can see that to the point where yeah i know where that fat is it's right Oh, there it is. Like those scales are pretty cool. You got to admit like that, that scale is, is, is like, well, for people who love data, right? I mean, it's like, how do they get it? How the hell do they know? But it seems plausible. And I've, I, I Andrew, do you, wonder if it's, if it's accurate. I mean, there, there's mine. It's probably not going to focus. On me, but, <laughs> well, well yeah, here's the thing got, though. Here's what, what I've observed because I've seen your numbers. You, you see mine, but I've seen my brother has one and I've seen other people share. Here's what I've noticed is that the stuff that they're out on, that they might be a different, like the way it works um, for people who don't know that the, the tools uh, that we use is this 
$40 scale from Amazon. It's really well made. It's from a company called Renfo. And it's got this really cool app that syncs up with your phone. And if you have an Apple device, it'll pull into Apple Health. And I'm sure on Androids, it'll pull into the Google equivalent. And there's a lot of information there. And it tracks with other apps. So the other tools I've been using, everyone knows about Noom. Noom pulls data from the same database that the scale's pushing the data into. So as soon as you stand on the scale, Noom says, oh, there's your way in today. Or, you know, and it, it has that information. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, and you just showed that screen. It's just got stuff everywhere. It's like that. It's a beautiful yeah. dashboard. It like if this like was a business. 13 pieces of data as yeah. opposed to just your weight, right? Yeah. And, and pretty critical pieces of data to, to know. Totally. Some of the things in there, like they calculate your, your age, <laughs> you know, based on the numbers, your metabolic age. Isn't that a bizarre stat? But it seems to make sense. I, and I do like that one. I'm still, I'm still over Are my age. Yeah. Are I'm, you old? I'm old. I'm, I'm two years older than I actually am, but I started out much, much higher. And, and I think that, that you're right. It is such a, I was seven years older. Now I'm two years younger. So well, Someone says, oh, you must feel 10 years younger. And it's like, actually, oh, actually nine, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, we're, we love that shit. Like, that's the thing. I think anyone who's considering a journey, like Andrew followed soon after I did. And a lot of times when everyone's gone for the night, after the after show, we'll sit there and geek out on, you know, things we're learning and doing. And the, the, overall, the overall cause is actually so positive because... Andrew and I feel great. You know, we're, we're active for a change or watching what we eat. Oh, definitely. I, my, my mind is clear. Like, so, so back to the, the 150, that was my goal. 150 pounds. I used to be at 264. So that's, you know, 114 pounds. And, and the problem was the last three months I hit 160 and then I'd be go down and then I go up and down and Andrew, you've seen it. It's like a roller coaster. And then it became this all-encompassing goal, and it felt like you're never going to get there. And it becomes almost um, just a an observation of life. It's like, am I ever going to get out of this? You know, it's like the pandemic. It mirrored it. It's like the same thing all the time. I can't gain. I wasn't really losing either, but it stressed me out. So when all, one day I looked down, and th- there I am. I'm close enough, and that's when I did that post. And, and now it just it doesn't matter because it's just like a weight lifted off my shoulders. But at the same time, it is a milestone and it, and it, and I've celebrated about as much as I can, which means I'm, you know, I'm not really doing anything out of the ordinary, but I feel like I've lifted it off my shoulder. Covered caffeine beans. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I was telling Andrew this story. Um, This is a story of performance enhancing drugs. Okay. (laughs) Um, The drug of choice in, in this particular case, for chocolate-covered coffee beans from the bulk barn, um, these things are so dangerous. If anyone read my long post on Facebook, I talked about how I would, instead of taking a pre-portioned sample of potato chips, I eat half the bag. Or instead of a few squares of chocolate, so I was disciplining myself, I'd eat the whole thing. Well, Chocolate-covered coffee beans get me into trouble all the time because, first of all, they have so much caffeine in them, and if you're just going like this, there's literally one bean per, you know, 
and all of a sudden you get pretty hyped up and then of course there's calories and stuff so i'd have these these fits of just eating these things and i had to finally put them away and then i found a productive use i i've i've do a daily walk drive your walks <laughs> yeah I, I do a daily walk first thing in the morning i'm up at about 5 30 and i hit the road by six and i go for two hours and i try and go as hard as i can and that's my only exercise of the day it's an experiment someone says oh get your exercise in first thing in the morning and it just keeps your metabolism and your energy going all day i can say for a fact it does so the other morning i, I was tired and i was like oh, i don't know if i want to go and so I, I ate the chocolate covered coffee beans, but not with the intent of getting all hyped up on them. But I just felt like comfort food, you know, it was a breakdown. It was one of these cases where I'm like, oh my God, I'm picking out on stuff I shouldn't be. And I felt kind of bad about it at first. And then they started kicking in and my brain was pretty clear. And I had a really good walk. It was, um, it was a mile and a half longer than the previous day. I do exactly two hours and, and then compare the stats. It was like, and you know, the caloric burn, now we're getting geeky, was, was way higher. Um, all the metrics, my pace was crazy. And I was, I was, I was telling Andrew, I was doing a, um, interval training by chasing jackrabbits that they call them in some parts of the world. We call them prairie hares. And yeah, they, they just didn't know what to make of it because normally they just hunker down and I just pass by them and, and I would do this mad sprint towards them. And of course, they're so fast, they just get away. Well, they weren't getting away as easily as they were used to. And one of them just turned around and like looked at me like, what are you doing, human? You don't do this. You don't chase us. And how are you able to keep up with us? So that became my little exercise aid. It was kind of funny because at one, one point I went after one and all of a sudden there were like six or seven of them. It was like herding hairs down the road and anyways the things we do to keep us entertained but you know it's it's um it's been fun and it's been a, yeah milestone week i mean yeah you, you have to you have to make it yeah. fun and you because, have to celebrate the wins right it's really important to celebrate the wins uh, and reward yourself yeah. I, I know you know for me struggling with weight has been you know a 10 over 10 year but Battle. It's ten years. Of oh, you 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 talked data, about right? that. Yeah, yeah, the just the you have that data. Um, for years, I wore an Apple Watch for nothing really more than the ability to page my phone or you know check the time and you know the, the data was there. You know, I've been able to go back to times in my life like conferences have always been the comparison because that's the only time I get off my ass, right? most of the time well that's not true i do a lot of networking and things but there's still too much sitting around you know i think that's the big thing you know we were talking about this earlier andrew movement right that's the whole key it's just move you know we're we're the sort of profession where we can work for hours on end and not leave our space except maybe to go to the bathroom maybe to go to the bathroom right and that's why the the walking pad has been mm -hmm. a game changer for me. Yeah, because you're able to work and and exercise at a pace that is comfortable for you or, and fit and, your and mood. There's, there's no real excuses. And, and the thing is, I, I think what's interesting, there's, you know, um, first of all, I also do want to congratulate some of our guests who have been able to lose 35 pounds and 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 keep it off for two years, because that's the hard nice. part, right? It's, oh, yeah, it's that's that's the fear, right? 
Thank well, you. how do you, how do you maintain this uh -huh. lifestyle? And for me, like like I said, is I I really believe that this time is different. It's a combination of the fact that Noom has you know brought into oh Noom programming. There's no yeah. doubt about it. it There's it's definitely entrenched. a lot of psychology in in what they're doing, and and it mm -hmm. it definitely had an impact for me on that has been different than different diets that I have tried over the years. Uh, but also like, I, well, at I least, I, at least you've tried the bad yeah, <laughs> because I can't say I have a lot to compare to. I, I've definitely tried all sorts of different ones from, you know, uh, special K to uh, the one I hate anything that's no carb. I, cause I love my carbs. Uh, those driving. Yeah, I don't like any of the know anything because yeah. you know I, I I don't know about you and Noom kind of taught us that with the with the color coding. Well, it's just balance, right? You can eat everything you want, just you have to balance it. You have to know the the contribution margin, so to speak. Let's get accountant geek, right? Yeah, you have to but, know the net what's in your meals, so you can eat junk. You just have to can eat a lot of it. And I guess a big part for me was also this um, caloric density concept. Mm -hmm. I love um, that. That is the secret. And I use it all the time. How about you? Like, do you, you go for a piece of fruit and you don't even know it's not just that it's good for you. It's because it fills you up. Well, and, and to me, a big part of it has been like, so the two big key game changers that I've learned on this diet that I didn't really know of before was uh, this concept of caloric density um and the idea of uh, a diet of addition so this diet if you want to call it that or this change in approach to food wasn't about taking things away it was about adding things on so my diet started not by being like i can't eat this i can't eat that it's what can i add into my diet yeah. it's calorie dense that will make me not as hungry and for me, where I fell down on a lot of my diets in the past is I would starve myself um, wow. because I had to reduce my calories. So I would just wouldn't eat and I would go and exercise and then I would justify my ex exercising with a pig out. And then the pig out would be like, you know, the storm eater, cloud eating, and I just boom, shovel in food. Cloud eating. Is, isn't yeah. that a term that totally makes sense? I'm a cloud eater. Yeah. And and for people out there that don't know what a cloud eater, think about it. Your head's in the clouds, a bag of chips is in your left hand. Or you're watching TV or something, and it's just you're in the clouds. Look at that! Ryan Lazanus is actually up past his bedtime. That's a that's a nice surprise. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Um, you know, and I think one of the things, Brad, we were talking about maybe um, since Seth Seth isn't able to join us, if we do have anyone that's interested in maybe you well, know popping in to say a word or two, um, feel free to to. Here, here's the problem I'm having is. I'm not finding our feed on Facebook. So I've been uh, kind of making it look like I'm, I'm <laughs> is that paying attention. I'm trying yeah. to find it. Are uh, you able to paste the link in? Uh, I can probably paste the link. Do you in. see that? Um, Do you see the? Yeah, I got to find it. I see it. the post. Uh, and then we, got oh, it. we are live. Okay. We're making okay. sure it, it has happened. It's been a while. You know, remember when? It was like every week we had to deal with some sort technical of technical issues. issue. We still got to have Matt Canis on. I mean, yeah, that was that was well, bad. Oh, we had look, to... look who's here. I spoke too soon. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Mr. Seth Data's joining. We'll give him a second or two. Hey, Seth, how you doing, buddy? I Yay! am so sorry, guys. It's I okay. Nice. 
I am we're, so we're just glad you could join us. How Hi. you doing? Uh, I, you know, it's funny because I was I was working out and I was looking at the time and I was like, oh, I've got to uh, join the podcast soon. And then I got on a call with somebody and completely spaced, went back into my house, got in the shower. I'm thinking, oh, it's Friday night. I'm good. You know, and then I just sat back at my computer and I opened up uh, my calendar. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. We uh, we we were literally talking about diets and exercise, and this is the one thing. And then you come in all worked out and sweaty. That's uh, just you were sweaty. No, I'm and, showered. I, I'm yeah. Well, you are now, but I mean, you, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we were kind of talking of, about that. I want to hear a bit more about your your, um, your journey. Yeah, your journey, and I I see you're you're into um, heavy lifting, which is I I wish I do. I've got the equipment. I'm here to pump you up. That's I haven't right. been doing enough of that. Um, I like you're doing some deadlifting, you're doing some free weights. Look at those. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, look at oh, that. Guy. Have you always been that that buff? When I was a kid, I was I would I worked so, out. like the last time I saw you in, in Salt Lake because you did not make San Jose last. It was Correct. I saw you at scaling. You did you have those pipes with you? No, no, they were deeply. They were there. They were just point. underneath something they were, else. Yeah. Ah, they okay. Were well, buried. right on. They were dormant. So is, it, is this your pandemic journey? <laughs> Not specifically the pandemic. I no, but I mean, that, has it just happened during the pandemic? Yeah, it actually just started at the beginning of this year, and nice. I feel like I have too much light going on here. So what what inspired it? Uh, what was the driving force, or what was it just? I think a lot of things lined up. Um, I have a buddy from high school who has reached out to me a number of times over the last couple of years, and he has been a personal trainer his whole life, and he's also done a lot of direct marketing stuff, and he'd been very successful in the direct marketing world, and then it seems like he's coming back into doing training, and he's because of he, how he knows how to sell online, he's built a system for providing you know these kind of uh, training services using technology you know like using the stuff that we use he so every day he puts a workout into google docs for me and and we have a process but before i dive into that part what um you know what 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 came together was so january i turned 50 okay i've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes for years and been struggling up and down with that you know i've, I've been very disciplined and good about waking up every day and taking my fasting blood sugar and just monitoring that and you know it's been a roller coaster of course at times it's good at times it's not so good and i know why it's no secret i know when i'm not eating the kinds of foods i should not or when i am eating the kinds of foods i should not be eating you know but um you know it's i guess turning 50 it made me realize if i don't do it soon i'm just it's going to be too late and I'm just not going to do it and I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm going to be ready to throw in the towel, frankly, and just say, screw it. I'm just going to live on pizza and cheeseburgers until I die. Right. That's pretty much what it amounts to. Um, I kind of felt that way too, Seth. And it's interesting. You mentioned diabetes. I don't talk about this part very much, but the things I started feeling physically um, health wise, I thought all the signs pointed to diabetes, you know, tingly yeah. things and, and just there were signs I went through a checklist and that it, it, it worried me, but I was able to, I think, stem the tide. Yeah. How's that working for you? So, you know, and my doctor had told me that if I didn't get it under control, 
that um, I would probably need to go on insulin at some point, which I'm not. Type 2, you don't need insulin necessarily. But uh, And she told me from the day that she diagnosed me, she said, if you just get into an exercise routine and start eating right, you will shed the pounds off very quickly and you will get this under control and you won't need any meds, right? Sweet. So come around to the beginning of this year and, uh, you know, so this guy, Aaron, that I went to high school with, you know, he pings me in Facebook Messenger this one day. And like I said, it just everything just kind of lined up right. I was ready, bottom line, because I've made so many attempts over the years at getting back to the gym. I've spent probably, I, not probably, I've spent thousands on personal trainers. And like I used to go to 24-hour fitness and, you know, I'd meet the guy at like five o'clock in the morning. But then what would happen is I'd get into it for like a week or two or maybe three or four at the most. And then I'd be like, I'd stay up too late watching Netflix the night before I'm supposed to get up early to do the workout. And I just, I'd I'd text him in the morning and say, I I didn't get enough sleep. I'm too tired. Right. Or any number of reasons, you know, but getting up early in the morning is hard to do. Sometimes I love to do it this morning. I got up at four o'clock and I was on a hiking trail by five 45, you know, and the time between that, because the hiking trail is just 10 minutes from my home, but I like to spend that time in the morning when it's nice and quiet. I do, I write in a journal. I, I kind of organize my day. I think ahead. And anyway, so uh, the bottom line was when Aaron reached out to me and said, hey, what do you think? I know we've talked a few times before, and he gave me some options for different plans he had. And the bottom line is, you know, it, it just lined up to where I said, you know what, Aaron, let's do this, actually. And I actually, before I jumped in, I actually said to him, I said, I'm going to be honest with you, Aaron. I said, I have no doubt in you and your ability. I said, I doubt myself. And I said, my concern is I'm going to spend this money with you and I'm not going to stick with it. And I'm going to throw the money in the toilet effectively, because that's what I've done with every personal trainer that I've hired over the last 20 years, Right. You know, when I was in high school and for a short while after, I was a beast. I have pictures you can see. I was huge. You know, I could bench press 365 pounds at one point, you know, as a max. That was the most I was ever able to bench press. Um, So it's funny because I I was talking to a buddy of mine recently who has noticed on Facebook I've been posting that I've been doing these workouts. And he's like, how are those workouts going? I said, well, it's getting expensive because I keep outgrowing the weights that I've bought because I'm, I'm getting strong quickly. And he said to me, and he's a guy who works out a lot. He said, muscle memory is a real thing. You know, he said, so it's going to come back quickly. I said, even after like 20 some odd years since I really ever worked out, you know, seriously. And he said, yeah, it doesn't matter. There's a rumor set that you have dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's How a, are your dogs doing, by the way? I saw yeah. that they were, they've, they're not doing so well. One has IBS. I got it. Yeah. One has IB, not IBS. That's an irritable bowel syndrome. She has IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease. Oh, um, sorry. so no, no, it's okay. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to manage. Unfortunately, the most of the burden of this falls on my wife because she's the one who, you know, she worked in the veterinary field for years. She knows how to care for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of useless in that capacity, other than like if she needs me to come over and hold one of them while she does something, I, you know, I jump when she asks me to. But um, so that's a little, it's kind of up and down. And then, then the other one, Aphrodite, just got spayed. So they're both in cones. And we were just saying before I jumped on here that, uh, we're looking forward to hopefully in a few weeks from now when they're both out of the cones, nobody's got stitches and they, cause it's hard. They're getting bored. They can't really run around and play the way they normally used and to. Most bump into things too. 
But then you'll lose all your reception from your satellite dishes. I know. <laughs> no more puppy TV. Well, no, then I'll go back to filming them and creating my own puppy TV. There you go. <laughs> right but yeah, so, you know, and the way that Aaron does the workouts with me is great. He drops them in Google Docs. To me, the workout information is, is data. It reeks of needing a database, but this is just his system. And it's a regular Google Doc. He just puts in the exercises. He doesn't tell me how much weight to do. That's up to me to decide, but he'll tell me how many reps to do. And he writes up a description of the exercise. And in a few cases, I've had to just go on YouTube and watch a quick video to make sure I had the form right. Because right. it's been a lot of years. A lot of the exercises I know because of when I used to do it way back when. And that's the other thing I like. Like you go to most personal trainers now and they have you doing burpees and Blurpees those things hurt i finally figured out what they are and they hurt so but i can't get into that like i he he said to me that really struck me he's like i do it old school we train with weights and you know he said a lot of things to me that really struck me about why people yo-yo diet and do all this stuff and it never sticks he said because if you go to some of these programs they'll it's all about the diet which is great but you're not conditioning your body to teach it how to burn fat properly and he explained to me that fat is a high octane fuel, especially when you put the good kind of fat in that you get from foods like salmon and avocado oil and things. And so he said, when you're lifting weights, you're tearing the muscle tissue and your body has to repair that tissue and it burns fat in order to do that. So even as you're sitting still, if I do cardio while I'm doing the cardio, I'm burning calories. That's pretty much it. But when I'm training with weights, the my body is working even as I'm sitting here right now and it's using fat, it's burning fat to repair the muscle tissue that I just shredded in my workout today. <laughs> and that's the main difference. And he said, when people get into a weightlifting routine plus cardio, it's not that cardio is not important. It is, but it, it has to incorporate weightlifting. And that was kind of what struck me when he said that to me, I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And we talk about how it's about a lifestyle change. And I said, this is a lifestyle change for me. And now we talk about COVID the fact that I'm home, the fact that I started going on Amazon and realizing it's actually not that expensive to buy the basic necessities to put a little home gym together. You know, the bench was a couple hundred dollars. I've now spent, because I've made a lot of upgrades, I've now spent. I <laughs> sound like Andrew there. <laughs> what? Andrew, like, Andrew's well, done the same thing. <laughs> He's built a little gym just behind him the same way with yeah. a few upgrades. <laughs> yep. No, you I did, guys I are both this, geeks. I know, but I bought this like adjustable weight set where you can screw the barbells into a, another bar and it be, or the dumbbells rather into another bar and it becomes a barbell, but it's limited in terms of how much weight it can hold and the weight that comes with it. And I went back to the company. I'm like, do you have bigger weights? Cause if I start with heavier weights, I can keep going with this. And they were basically like, no, sorry, this is all we have. So at that point I just went and said, well, how much is like an Olympic style barbell going to cost me? I don't remember what it was, but as soon as I started, I was like, I can do that. And then I bought like 55 pound plates with it. And that came and I'm like, so I can deadlift this, but that's about all I can do <laughs> with 155 pounds, you know, including the bar. So then I'm, so then I went back and little by little, I got 15 pound plates and now I've got 25 pound plates that arrived this week and I have 35 and 45. So now I have everything I need. And I've also got a rack that I bought that goes over the bench so I can nice do a proper rack. bench press. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to do a video of, of, of something like that, but, but anyway, and it's been fun. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, I'm glad I'm spending the money on this instead of healthcare in a few years. Yep. That was kind of, I don't mind. I'm going to go back and add it up just because I'm curious, but I'm going to guess that I've all told spent 
probably about two thousand dollars, which I don't think is a lot of money at all. For this. Well, I think I think that investment's great. I've um, I think my thing has been uh, shoes. I'm like a Melda Marcos, <laughs> nice. but yep. well, I didn't. I had, I learned the hard way because <clears throat> I do a lot of walking. Like I'm like Forrest Gump out there. He runs, I walk, <laughs> um, um, and chase chase prairie hares around. But yeah, it. I was wearing the wrong footwear, and I was getting assorted ailments and once i you know i talked to a store and said you know what's a good walking shoe they said a running shoe <laughs> anything that you can that is designed for running is great for walking so i said oh okay and i just tried out a few things and and i have different shoes for different con- conditions and and my wife is rightfully so has said can you wear some of those out before you add something new to the collection so i got to stop. Um, I'm not like one of these collectors that wears them once or doesn't wear them at all and puts them in the box. I'm very utilitarian, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm walking a lot, so I, I'm getting the benefit. Right. right. You know, it's, it, it's a small price to pay it. These little things We're guys, we need our gadgets, right? <laughs> well, and speaking of gadgets, I'm wondering, Seth, have you seen the mirror or any of those types of, I've tools? seen it online. It looks interesting. But speaking of gadgets and us being geeks about this, so I was starting to say that Aaron puts these uh, workouts in a Google Doc. I transfer it all into Airtable. I have <laughs> a whole project. Of in course you did. Of course I do. And now I have, but I'll tell you what's really cool about it. So I also just bought you got myself- it. You got it going into ClickUp too? No, no. I thought about doing it in ClickUp. Yeah. But Airtable, Air, Airtable works. I thought about yeah. switching it over to ClickUp. I also bought myself a nice new tablet with a nice big screen. So I bring this into my little home gym. I have a table in there. I set this up and I'm in air table. And so if, if I get to an exercise and, you know, like I said, I have to choose the weights because it's air table, I can easily tap into that exercise because it's in a database and look at the history of that one exercise and see what, how much weight did I do on this last time I did it. And I can, it's also nice because I can see the progression. So it's really slick and it's, it makes it nerdy, which helps me, right? That's good yeah. for the brand. And the data points are really for those of you who don't know, Seth's company is Nerd Enterprises. So <laughs> great tie-in. Well, and, and right. the thing is, so I was, I don't know if you've heard of the Select Tech by Bowflex, which is what I started with for my free weights. I'm a big believer in free weights too, but I, I got off them at the end of uh T4 season for us, which is a tax deadline up here. Um, I found an excuse not to do it. And the reason I hated it is it had a great program that I would just connect to my computer. It would show you the exercises. It would give you your history of what you've done and it would track everything for you. But the problem I have with it is it always like started out with a whole bunch of burpees. And it was like, I did the six week program and I just like, it was one of those things that I just dreaded doing. Like I know yeah, how important it can't. is. I you you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it, man. Like and, as weird as it sounds, you have to enjoy it to a degree to a degree. well but I, I think seth you're you're getting me back onto the onto i do enjoy it i tell you something i like when i you know i talk to my trainer aaron every week for like 15 20 minutes and you know he i started telling him you know like he had suggested from the get-go that i should do it like first thing when i wake up i should do my workout and i told him it's not working out that way i'm normally doing them like usually around three four in the afternoon i kind of wrap things up here in my home office and i go out there and i that's when Love i steam so that's an optimal spot, a point to do it because in the morning 
you need to have that energy or you got to do chocolate covered coffee beans like I do, which I don't recommend, especially with weights. I think you can well, get Well, I get fired up. I mean, I get like a charge from doing the workout. The reason that a lot of trainers will suggest doing it first thing in the morning is it kicks your metabolism into high that, That's what I've been doing with the walking, but right. um, that's a recent phenomena. But Speaking of. Just getting motivated. My right? dinner, chicken and broccoli. <laughs> okay. Nice. Lots of protein. That's good. Yep. That's the lot, lots of lots of uh, low density uh, food on the broccoli. So yeah, not a lot of calories. It's great for you. And I finally logged into the, you know, the Facebook feed. Um, so may um wait no it wasn't Megan it was Diane, who's asking if I can lift the new hundred and fifty pound Brad. The answer is <laughs> I can probably just about curl him at this point. Today I was. Oh, we'll have to try that next time we see each other. You you have to curl me. <laughs> I don't know. Just... We'll figure it out. Like. Uh, Attach me that to a, like a, me going in down the Fairmont house. Lounge. You can, I can have you lay on one of those counters well, and you'll just roll over into my arms and I'll curl you. I'll pick, you know, <laughs> this is, this, I'm going to have to make, this we're going to, we have, have to do this. <laughs> That's the motivation to stick with us. You guys, right? Yeah. Okay. It, it'll be a great if we need. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> I can't wait for that tweet. <laughs> uh, anyways we should talk a little bit more about you know i think it's great to talk about health because it's such an important thing right now it was a perfect tie-in seth because yeah. at the beginning we we're we we're saying well if seth doesn't make it we thought we'd talk about you know our journeys because i had this no, that's you're supposed to talk shit thing. about me <laughs> well you, you can go back and see what we really said we, we do that in the after show we'll wait till the after show okay, okay. <laughs> so um yeah it was a great tying is you just you know andrew and i were just talking about fitness and things we've been learning and doing and then you come in all out of the shower you just worked out and and tell you just told a really great story and it was a perfect tie-in it was like we planned this and for those out there we did not say, hey, let's talk about health stuff. That was nope. totally uh, improv. And I thought it worked out pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, health, the three of us are all making positive changes. So what, what else is going on? Tell us about life in the pandemic from Nerd Enterprises in Burbank, California. Well, California. It, you know, it's as I have said to people since about a year ago, I've been on lockdown for a good 10 years yeah exactly right? <laughs> um it feels like a lot has not changed for me the way it has for most people um and you know what i i count my blessings every single day because business has been amazing um i you know i a year ago this time the pandemic was kind of just getting started and i was involved in a program that, that i was working with to help me do a relaunch of the bulletproof bookkeeping course and i almost put it on pause. I said, who's going to sign up for a course in the pandemic? Everybody's worried about losing clients. Nobody's going to want to do this. And my coach in that program uh, is amazing. And she said to me, she said, look, there are going to be people who are going to sort of buy into this pandemic hype and they're going to panic and, you know, throw up their arms and say, I give up. I can't do anything. She said, and then there are those who are going to use this as a time to kind of go inward, reflect, pivot, change, figure it out. Right. Read an article this morning about somebody in the hospitality industry that got creamed by this. They were an event, like an in-person events company, and they got creamed by this. 
but they got creative and they started doing online events. And then they started doing these online segments that other corporations could use as part of their own online events to make it more interesting, to make it more engaging for their employees and whatever. And so they, they just, they got creative and they figured it out. And that's anyway. So the moral of that story is my coach got me turned around. So not only didn't I quit, I kind of went in full force and even built some things into the marketing campaign around that launch where I said, Hey, um, you might be finding yourself in a place where you'd like to find a way to make money working from home. How about bookkeeping, right? How about taking a bookkeeping course and learning bookkeeping, which is a really good skill that you can easily make money with working from home. Like I've been doing for like a hundred years, right? I'm old. You can also run your own business better. Yep. So that's what I did. And a lot of people told me that the language that they had heard in the videos that I did and that they had read in the copy that I had written around that launch, that it really resonated with them. And that's what attracted them. In, and that's what got them to want to sign up. And so the week that I did that launch last year, best week I've ever had in my entire career. Nice. You know, awesome. in terms of that launch. And it's been great ever since, you know, and I've learned to reinvent myself and, and I've learned to look for the writing on the wall that tells me when it's time to reinvent myself. So, you know, I've been doing my Friday morning zoom in with Seth since Google Hangouts was in beta. And then it was called the weekly hangout. And then when I switched to zoom years ago, I started calling it zoom in with Seth. Um, you know, last year I felt like it was getting a little stale by the uh, middle of October somewhere. I was doing like a whole bunch of stuff on Airtable because I happen to like Airtable a lot, right? But uh, I one week, one Friday, I showed up and like four people were there. And I was like, okay, I got to do something here. If four people are showing up, I need to make a change. You know, it's not, it's not anybody else's fault. It's my fault. I got to own that. I need to do something more interesting, more compelling, something that's going to get more people to want to show up. So I sent an email blast to my list, you know, which is most of the people that would show up every week, most of the time and said, I'm putting this whole thing on pause. We'll kick it off again in the new year. In the meantime, I'm going to rethink my whole approach towards this. Right. So I wasn't quitting. I just figured I needed to change it somehow. Seth, is that I, your, uh, your Friday morning? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My Friday morning. And, and you remember, I used to pop in. I used yeah. to. It's four people. Yeah, it's usually standing room only in there. You usually got a very robust little crowd in there. Mm -hmm. and it's a very uh, lively hour. I used to just pop in and listen, mm -hmm. listen along. And yeah, so sorry. So it didn't I take just, me. That's okay. It gave me a chance to take a bite of my dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't take me long to to think of something, and it really became the culmination of a lot of things I've been learning about marketing. And frankly, how to build like a real funnel. A lot of people talk about funnels, but I don't think a lot of people really get how a funnel is structured and how it's really built. You know, in other words, the term gets thrown around kind of loosely. But I was I came up with the concept that I've now been doing, which has proven to be extremely successful. And so I thought about it and I, you know, I don't necessarily comment a lot, but I do read a lot of what people, you know, post in a lot of the different Facebook groups that we all hang out in. Right. I don't have time to respond to everything or comment. A lot of times I'm just a fly on the wall, but I'm always curious. What are accountants struggling with? Where do they, that was trying, the question ultimately I was trying to answer for myself is what do accountants and bookkeepers struggle with most from everything I've seen? And I have a pretty wide view of it, if you know what I mean, I think. Plus I have my whole 97 and up program where I talk to people every single day in Slack. And so I know where their struggles lie. And it actually didn't take me long to put my finger on it. And it was processes and workflows 
And so it didn't take me long to come up with January's whole series, which was process and workflow design. So I went from four people in the last one that I did in October to like 300 people <laughs> in, a, hey, you know, in a single webinar. And most of them showed up for the live event, um, which is partially, I'm sure, maybe more than partially, because to get the recordings, you have to pay. That's part of the deal. That's part of the funnel, right? The live recordings you want to show up, it's for free, right? Then I said, I'm going to write a workbook because I like doing that. I like writing the content. And so I wrote these extensive workbooks, one to go with each week with screenshots and a lot of information that basically outlined everything I was going to go through in the live webinar. And so the live webinar is free. The workbook is 37 bucks. If you want access to the recordings, lifetime access, 197 bucks, right? And then inside of that, I threw in an upsell to 97 and up. And so if, while you're checking out for that platinum access, which gets you the recordings, there's another little upsell that says, hey, um, if you if you choose right now to do this, this is the only place where you get this opportunity. If you choose to try 97 and up for 30 days, then you will renew at 147 a month instead of 197, right? And going forward, you'll have the access to all this stuff will be included in your 97 and up membership. That's part of the deal. I'm constantly looking for ways to add value for my 97 and up family because they've frankly been very good to me. Um, and so that's the funnel I put together process. And I like the way you said family, because I have, um, heard references mm -hmm. to that, to that, that group. And there's a lot of passion there. You've got a, a quite the following. I love and them. It sounds like you, yeah, you've, you've really created this loyal fan base, but <laughs> it's, it's not like a, a fandom. It's a, it's a friendship and it's a family and it that's is. the way you treat it. And it shows, and, uh, that's so your, that's your brand. Seth, I got a question for you. Where do you get your knowledge and, and your understanding of funnels and building out? Because I think this is brilliant. I, I, yeah. Like I, yeah, totally. How you put I that all together. And, and I, you're so transparent about it. You just told the, the whole world, like the world of Cornando and I. There's no hide anything. You know, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's awesome. It's useful. It's like, yeah, I just told you how to do it, but you know how to do it. Like you've done it. And so I, it's a I lot think, of work and knowledge. Yeah. One guy that I learned a lot from is Jay Abraham. And I, you know, and in fact, what inspired a lot of this was right after I had done that, you know, I put things on pause last year, I had signed up for a webinar series that Jay Abraham did. So a lot of what I put together, you know, a lot of people will sign up for Jay Abraham stuff and they'll go to absorb the content and learn what he's actually teaching. In addition to that, what I always do with somebody like him is I observe his process. So what happened when I signed up for his webinar, it was like a free webinar. And I know with Jay Abraham, I'm always going to get a ton of value, right? That's the key. Like the funnel would be BS and it would be something to sort of hide from people that that was my strategy. If I wasn't delivering a ton of value with what I was doing, Jay makes that very clear. It's one of the reasons I love him is he's got a ton of integrity behind about everything he does. And so what did I do? I signed up for a free webinar with Jay. And it, cause I was like, I can't believe he's doing this for free. I mean, this guy, this guy is one of the top marketing gurus in the world. Literally he's the guru that all the marketing gurus look up to and defer to. And he's done things side by side with the likes of people like Tony Robbins and a lot of very big name people. So I couldn't believe he was giving that away for free. Then as soon as I signed up for the free webinar, he offered a workbook. And so oh, for yeah. like, it was like, I think it was like 55 bucks for his workbook. And I, again, it was like, no brainer. It's going to have a ton of value. It's Jay. I know this. 
I'm, so I didn't even think twice. And as soon as I signed up for that, there was another upsell for platinum access, right? I didn't make this up. I just borrowed it from Jay basically for platinum access, which in his case was, I think it was like $297, right? So all told, I, you know, it was a little under 300 that I spent, but that was going to get me in the live panel during the live Facebook webinars, which meant I had an opportunity to ask questions, you know, for Q&A, whereas anybody else who was watching was going to watch in a live Facebook feed, mm -hmm. right? Not even as an attendee in Zoom. So in my case, I did it a little differently. I have people come in as attendees. Anybody with Platinum Access is able to... Um, There's one there. <laughs> be able to get in the live panel. What's that? Oh, I thought when you said uh, anyone in the platinum group, they have access. And I thought someone was trying to reach out to you right now as we were talking. No, about I have you. an alarm that went off that I had to shut off. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought. Maybe it was the secret um, ringtone I, for the platinum club. But there's, sorry, there's, sorry, there's more of an answer to your question, Andrew. So, but Jay is a guy I learn a lot of it from, <clears throat> and I've, I've, I've read, you know, a, a book or two of his and I just I follow him. And if you go onto his website at Abraham.com, he's got a ton of amazing free resources. If you want to learn marketing, you know, he's the guy I would say go to. The other one -E is R-A-H-A-A-M. Abraham, just like just Abraham. Abraham. Abraham.com. That's, that's it's pretty amazing that he got that URL, but I digress. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I said um, easy one to remember and he owns it. How did you sure know is. he was good? Like, I haven't heard of him before. I, yeah. I believe you that he's excellent, but I That's didn't the thing. know him. He's the, he's the behind the scenes guy that you never hear of, but he's worked with some pretty impressive companies and he, they call him the billion dollar, they call him the $21.7 billion man because I guess somehow they've figured out that's about how much he's helped companies generate oh, wow. based on the advice that he's given them. So one of the things he's, so, all right. So first and to answer your question specifically, <clears throat> many years ago, I was, uh, I had started Nerd Enterprises in 2003. And then around 2007-ish, I want to say, I, I, I mostly shut the doors to go to work for a client of mine. And he took me to a seminar that was at like the Hilton LAX or something called Mega Marketing Magic. The seminar was run by Mark Victor Hansen, whom you may remember, he's the co-author with um, Jack, what's his name for Chicken Soup for the Soul? Um, why can't I think of Jack's last name? Jack Canfield. Um, and the other guy who was involved was this guy, Robert Allen, who's written a lot of books on like how to make money investing in real estate. And he's, he's a very, also a very famous marketing guy in marketing circles. Well, Jay Abraham spoke at that seminar and I was just blown away. He was just so polished, so well-spoken. And there was something about his energy that, like I said earlier, I didn't know this yet then, but the guy just came across as somebody with a ton of integrity. He didn't come across as pretentious. He wasn't downspoken. He was like one of these guys that as soon as, if you go into that site and watch his video. Abraham.com. Yep, Abraham.com. You'll get a sense of who he is. And cool. I'm going to check it out. It's an easy one to remember. Yeah, like that's, that, that's how I heard about him originally. And I then picture Lincoln. Yep. <laughs> but then a few years back, I picked up his book on my Nook app and I started reading it. And it's it's it's, it's funny. The book's got a long title, but it's like how to it's like, oh, God, it's like how to get what you want with what you've already got or something like that. You know, like basically he's telling you that you already have everything probably within your pool of resources 
to get anything you want. And then, of course, you build and grow. And one of the things he's famous for is because he's worked in a lot of different industries with a lot of different companies, he's famous for being able to take a concept that's working in one industry and then use it in a different industry where it's not being used. And because it's so different, it has like an atomic effect, right? And he uses the example of how FedEx took a concept when that company was created from a totally different area. They based their whole model on the Federal Reserve System in the US. Because when FedEx was started, they looked at it and said, how does the Fed get a check to clear overnight anywhere in the country, right? And in those days when FedEx was started, it's not like we have the, con- the, the technology that we have now to do it electronically and very easily. They had to actually have it delivered physically to a location somehow, and it had to get there overnight. And they studied the federal banking system and how they did that. And they had this hub and spoke system. There's 12 Federal Reserve banks in the U.S. And they're positioned in such a way that there's a certain distance that, you know, it has to go to get from one Fed bank to another. And they created a system around doing that as efficiently as could be done in those days. And so FedEx said, why not take that concept and bring it into the delivery uh, world? And people told them it would never work. And they proved everyone wrong. And obviously, FedEx is still around and tremendously successful today. And then you have lots of other companies that have followed suit like UPS. And, you know, there's other ones, you know, that have copied their model. But that's an example of how and Jay talks about this in a lot of his videos that you can watch about how you take a concept from that works really well in one area and bring it into a new area. And again, it has an explosive atomic effect. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like in the accounting, you know, like what we can, (laughs) I'm still looking around at other industries. I'm trying to learn from him. I'll give you a tip that he gave during this webinar series that just blew me out of the water. You're going to love this because it's just, when you hear it, it makes so much sense. You're going to be like, how did I never think of that? It's just one of those things. It's that simple, but that powerful. So one of the things he suggested, and all of you can do this for your own businesses. I don't care what kind of business you have. But he said, so whatever industry you're in, whatever client base you serve, he said, go on to a site like Amazon, right? Look for reviews or go anywhere else on the web where people are writing reviews. And he said, but here's what you're looking for. Most of us, when we look at reviews, what are we looking? We're looking for really good reviews that people have written, right? Because we want to confirm that, you know, this, uh, you know, that this is going to be a good service or product for us. If other people like it, we probably will. He suggests going to your to the reviews that are out there of let's just say your would be competitors and you're looking for the negative reviews, right? Not to be negative about things, but what you're looking for specifically is what is it that that person was looking for that they didn't get? And if you can start mining data in Amazon reviews and Yelp reviews and any other area where there's reviews and find out what people who are looking for somebody who does what you do, what they were dissatisfied about, well, now you know what to go create. Now you know what to produce and serve and then go out there and and just put messaging in your marketing that basically says, hey, did you try an accountant and you didn't get this, this and this? You didn't get the advice you needed. You didn't get fill in the blank with whatever you discover the negative reviews are suggesting they were looking for and didn't find. And now you have a very powerful way of attracting an audience of people who are very disappointed with, you know, what they've experienced so far, you're going to be a breath of fresh air to them. You're brilliant. That's wow. brilliant. I'm not brilliant. Wow. Jay brilliant. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's, a... Seth, that was amazing. 
That was amazing. Well, um, I can guarantee you he's probably got a new customer in my father because my father hires anyone and everyone. And the biggest problem I have is there's so many frauds out there who are providing shit content. And it's nice to hear about someone who's Abraham.com. That is, that is brilliant that he was able to get that. Like yeah. I've got Selmanus doc. No, and I don't even have Selmanus. Are you my brother skipped it? Yourself. And by the way, Jeannie um, confirmed the book that he, that he, that I read of his is Get called getting everything you can out of all you've got. got. Yeah. There you thank go. You, yeah, thank you, Jeannie. Is that um, Jeannie Whitehouse? No, it's Jeannie Watts. Jeannie Crook. Watts Cook, Crook. Okay. Jeannie's in 97 and up. You know, Jeannie. Yeah. I don't know Jeannie. Nice to meet you, Jeannie. I know. Jeannie Hi Jeannie. Well. Yeah. The fact that I confused you with Jeannie Whitehouse is a very good thing. Big community. You've got to understand like compared like, there's no Canadian person even close to the community that you have. No. Oh, the first time I met Seth, some of the biggest people who have built communities have no community anywhere near what you have built. I got your... kicked out of selfies and stuff. I was walking with Seth. I finally got the opportunity <laughs> to meet him. The, the way that I met Seth is another st- story for another day. Right, Seth? In yeah, person? I, I, I curled you. Right, I curled <laughs> no. you at the front desk. Or, or you Walmart. bailed me out because my, my my credit card got declined. Oh, that's, um, right. that's right. The first time I was I was looking forward to meeting Seth. We kind of scheduled this, right? We were gonna hook up and and mm-hmm. and talk down there because we missed an opportunity the year before, and and lo and behold, there he is in line at the at the San Jose um, um, Fairmont. And we're having a chat and we, we both go to check out our check-in and I pull up my credit card and it's declined and they need it for incidentals. And I'm like, what the heck? And Seth put my charges on his card and he let me uh, remember that every time we'd see him the following year. Hey, Brad, <laughs> you need me to cover your security deposit again? He would say it across the room, of course, but, you know, that was funny. And uh, so when we finally got some time to go hang out, walking through the floor together, so many times people would come up and say, Seth, can we do a selfie? And then they'd push me aside or, Hey, will you, Hey, mister, will you take a picture of Seth and I, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Celebrity pictures of you with your fans and people being like, Oh, Seth David. Yes. Do you remember the first time we met? see myself that way at all well you know how it is in our community people the first time i met you i didn't know that about you and you never i wasn't even i obviously missed you because i was told oh yeah you were in the same room as seth like three times like i was and so yeah i mean you know how our community is there are people that do rise above and but we're all a humble bunch right yeah the people that get in and love to help like that's the thing there's no personalities that are so big that they're too big they just cloud everyone else out it's like no we all hang out everyone hangs out the community is huge it's huge it was you were there the first year i went to qb connect which i didn't go over the very first year i don't know if you went before me um but that i was at every single one because before the first quickbooks connect they were they had started to do the what eventually became the media and influencer summit they called it something else before that mm-hmm. and so that happened the 
the year before the first QuickBooks Connect, and then they just incorporated it into QuickBooks Connect where they had us do some additional dinners and things. In fact, that's where I remember meeting you for the first time, Andrew, is you were in one of those dinners. Yeah, the Media Influencer Summit. It was after QuickBooks Connect and we were in a hotel and you were just very vocal. You kept like responding or answering questions or something. And, you know, so that's what got my attention. That's how I got to know who you were because it was was that lunch where I stood up and I said something. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that's that's the the lunch I missed by accident. Scott Cook. That was a great Uh, lunch. Amazing. I went out for Chinese food with a friend. So I got up and said something. Was, yeah, but you got up several times. I remember because I remember thinking, "Who is this guy? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> where did he come from?" Yeah, crazy nice. Canadian thinks he could just jump in here. And, uh, and that was the year Wayne Schmidt was there. Remember Wayne tried yes. to sneak at that dinner, and then it went over like a lead balloon. Oh boy, it was a wah wah wah. It was at Wayne, the, was Wayne, at if the you're uh, stadium. You're good man. Remember that stadium? That's yeah. I have a video somewhere with me and Jenny Moore doing remember they we went through the tour of the football stadium and there was like a video thing there oh you guys did the sports casting yeah the sports casting. oh seth do you remember that at levi's levi's stadium or wherever the 49ers play they had this this virtual reality sort of setup where you could go in and and do the new or do the sports your sports casters i remember being in the stadium i don't remember that part you you basically just sat down that was the tour not everyone did the tour and hit record yeah that's right so mm-hmm. you guys hit record and and andrew and jenny did an amazing sports cast mock like they just of, improv of, it was awesome because it was, that was the year awesome. they were also they had the commercial member they 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 had that entrepreneur who won the budget for the super bowl ad mm-hmm. uh death wish coffee those yep. conferences were insane yeah, yeah. insane Insane. Mm. And I don't know if we'll ever see days like that ever again, unfortunately. You yeah. never know. You never, never say know. never. Though It's a whole new world. Look at all the things we've been doing over this last year. I mean, who well, knows? The world that- is, is, you just never know. And we've gone through some crazy times and I think it's going to make us all stronger, more resilient, more creative, healthier. You guys, yep. this is, uh, this yeah. has been a great chat. I think I think we're winding You're down pretty quickly, but I did throw the link. You want to come hang out with Seth and, and he'll, he'll pump you up and give you some weightlifting tips from Arnold. But, yeah. uh, you know, what a great, uh, I'm, I'm glad, we're glad you made it. You know, at I'm first, so sorry I was late. Just, I can't believe I did. No, it's that. okay. Uh, it, it was perfect timing. We're just like going to make you stay it. late now as a result. Cause just cause it's 11 o'clock right. doesn't mean the show is over. Yeah. Uh, it's and besides you're you, on the West coast. So it's me. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, do you want to well, leave us with any parting words before we close out, Seth? Um, you know what? If, like, if I had to come up with one thing that I'd hope everybody would take away from this, above all other things, is just whatever, whatever's going on, whatever you're going through, just don't give up. Just don't Amen, give up, brother. Because I swear to God, that's the Wise reason words. I'm where I'm sitting today. Is I just there are so many times I promise you i was so close and i wanted to give up and i just didn't my wife remarks about that about me all the time that that's what makes her she says very proud of me is that no matter what's happened no matter how bad things have gotten at times i just i've never given up i've always pushed through i've always found a way i've always figured it out so just don't give up great words thank you seth come hang out